Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> yes, it's, it's it's two p.m. Morning. Good morning, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. It's morning somewhere. Um, it is. That is true. That is true. Go on, set that timer. Let's get this done. Right, twenty minute Q and A. We'll try and be as quick fire as we can. Let's go. Cool. Twenty minutes. Right. Thank you, Instagram. Thank you, everyone that has asked a question. Right. First one. Does it get harder to build muscle as you get older? Interesting one. This has come from a gentleman who is 44 years of age and is in fantastic shape, but he's not satisfied. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It does get more difficult to build muscle as you get older. That is scientifically true. You're, as, as men and women, our hormone levels drop. I think for men, it's, they say it's around about 1% every year from the age of 30. Um, however, you can still build muscle at the age of 45, 55, 65. So as you get older, if you've, if you've got a training history of maybe like five, 10 years, it's gonna be harder to build. Um, you're gonna to have to have everything in like an optimal position. So your protein intake, your sleep, um, your recovery, your training intensity. So everything has to be like optimal for, for muscle building as you get older, especially with a, with a longer training history, um, but you can still build muscle. So don't let it put you off. If you're a newbie at 45, your potential to build muscle is very good. So, you know, that, that's, that's slightly different. First couple of years of training for anyone is, is very good, but it will be harder at 45 than it is at 25. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good answer there. Um, I, I would suggest it's not going to be as easy as if you were in your teens or early 20s or even early 30s to build muscle as when you're in 40s, 50s, 60s, but it's absolutely still possible. The only thing I would suggest is that people need to, when they get to that age, start putting a little bit more emphasis on the warm-up, the mobility stuff, the stretching. Let's not neglect it. <laughs> yeah. look on your face there. Go <laughs> after that. Do you, know what? How, do you know how many times I've Googled, can I still build muscle at 35? <laughs> Are you 35? Are you 36? Cheers, mate. Yeah, 36. How many times? Next up, uh, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Uh, next question. Uh, next one, coaches, hang on, it's a long one, I need to open it. Uh, coaches that have to Photoshop clients' results, should they be called out? Everything you see on Instagram is Photoshopped. Fuck me, we'd be calling everyone out. Yeah, I, I yeah. I think a good, good thing to think of is if you see something out there that looks too good to be true, very, very good chance that it, it actually is too good to be true, whether that is chemically or Photoshop. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I, I wouldn't let it bother you. And, and you know what? Yes, if you're selecting a coach, I probably would go for a coach who's got a good portfolio of um, clients' transformations. However, buy into the coach. You know, most people speak on Instagram now. Most people kind of post um, like some relevant content. So, and, and also whether they, they, you kind of get on with their sense of humor. So when selecting a coach, there's lots more to look into than their client transformations. Like the size of their arms, right? Cool. Yeah, size of their arms. <clears throat> Whether they curl every day. Uh, what is the best exercise and superfood for losing weight and toning up? I'll let you tell that one, mate. Okay, toning up. Toning is not a thing. A muscle is a muscle. A muscle relaxes and contracts. 
So when we talk toning up, we need to build muscle, we need to reduce body fat and let it, and that's that toned look that you can tell, that, that you can see. Um, toning is not a thing. There is no such thing as toning a muscle. It either lengthens, contracts, that's it. Um, as far as a superfood that's going to lose weight, no foods will make you lose weight. Um, a negative energy balance will make you lose weight. Um, anything you want to add to that? No, no, perfect. A muscle is a muscle. Calorie deficit will reveal what is under the hood. That would be your definition. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. I'm just, I'm going to take that and I'm going to add that to my toolbox. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> under there, it's a good way of saying it. Uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, why less reps, more weights? Why more reps, less weights? That is such a, it's a good question because it's one that a lot of people want to know. It's very hard to give a definitive answer to that because ultimately with me, like in my clients, I will try and get both low reps and high reps into the session. So if you're an athlete, you're going to be looking and you want endurance, you're going to be looking at higher reps. If you're an athlete and you're looking at strength and, and more maybe hypertrophy based, you're going to be looking at slightly lower reps. Um, but if you're looking for hypertrophy, you want both myofibrillar hypertrophy, which is performed at lower reps, probably around about the, the six to 15 mark. And you want sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, which is where you're probably going to look around the 15 to, to 20 plus kind of mate. So myofibrillar hypertrophy is where you tear the muscle fiber down under a heavy load and it pieces together and rebuilds. Sarcoplasmic hypertrophy is where you push sarcoplasmic fluid into the muscle and the muscle cells and they swell up. So you kind of refer to it as the pump. So for me, for hypertrophy, you need both. If you're an athlete looking for a different kind of um, energy system or, or strength. So it's, so it's a very generalized question. It kind, you, have to, you have to know what your goal is before selecting that. There's, there's no defining muscles with higher reps. Your muscle is your muscle, as Ben said earlier. When you reveal in a calorie deficit, your, your, your muscle, you're a little more defined. But it's not really based on the reps you're doing. That your your muscle is your muscle. Yeah, I think I think it's important for us to distinguish there that you don't do higher reps and burn more fat. Um, we, I, I personally do not prescribe to a lower reps, more weight. As as for, I, I think you're going to get stronger if you're lifting for one rep, five reps, or twenty five reps. I think you're going to build muscle at every single level there and you're going to get stronger at every level there um i don't really come down low reps it's one to six in anything other than plyos jumps sprints um slams hand cleans anything like that everything else we're training in the sort of like eight to 15 rep range regularly and, and having good results so um yeah yeah i think that's quite a long-winded answer there that's a quite long-winded answer but it's I think it, I think that's where you just have to take it. It's based on that person's goals. Um, so there is an answer to it, but yes, it's not for muscle definition or, or burning fat. That's not what your ranges are there for. No. Uh, why full body <laughs> workouts? <laughs> I think you better answer that one first, being the full body man. Yeah, I've, I've found it just easier to uh, adhere to getting people to stick to it. Um, I find it much more satisfying myself training full body and just have good results with clients with it. 
um, we, we, we hit full body from the perspective of we'll hit upper body pushing and pulling. This is in one session. We'll do pushing and pulling in the upper body, some core work, something quad focused, um, something sort of hip and hamstring focused, whether that's a single leg deadlift or hamstring sliders or, or stuff like that. Um, and and we'll, we'll do that every day. And I would prescribe doing that when you're doing that twice a week or four times a week. Um, to me, you train your legs, it's very satisfying. I think it's a cheat code for, for losing weight myself. Um, you do burn a lot of calories when you, <laughs> when you train your legs. Um, and it's, I suppose it's, it's uh, along the lines of, you know, you and I would probably hit it slightly differently, but we're still going to achieve the same amount over the week as far as like volume goes, but our, our approach to frequency and probably the intensity would be slightly different. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's, that's a very good way of putting it. I think I, I personally favor more of the body part split, um, but it all depends on how many days a week a client is training. So if you are training one to three days, so what, you know, if you, yeah, if you can only commit to like either one, two or three days a week, you'll be on a full body program. If you're training more than three days a week, like a four day, I probably have you on an upper lower split. And if you're on a five day, again, I probably split up even further than that. And that's because for me, it's all about like recoverability. Is that a word? The, the ability to recover. Um, we'll have it. That's now your word. <laughs> so I think that the difference between me and Ben is I would be doing more volume on that muscle in that session because you've got more days to spread it out, which means you're going to need more time to recover. So for me, I always try and allow sort of 72 hours before training that muscle group again. Um, so if I was doing legs on a Monday, it would be legs on a Thursday before I kind of look to train them again. Um, but it, for, for me, it's, it's, it's more volume on, on that day, but it allows recoverability to still get progressive overload. So you train with more frequency, but less volume per session, I think is probably a good way of putting it. Definitely. Both ways are right, both yeah, ways definitely. work. And I think it also comes down to to that person. So I find I get better results yeah. splitting everything up. When I went down to full body every day, I actually lost muscle mass, which isn't what I wanted to do. But you've actually found the opposite. You found you built more muscle training full body than you did yeah. when you split it. So Yeah, I faffed around for 15 years doing body part splits and fell in with a powerlifting coach who said, well, every day, let's have you squat, bench, deadlift, pull up. And, and for me, my my stuff, when I started hitting full body stuff every day, uh, I say every day, it was like three, four times a week. If, if I was to say to you, you're only allowed to train three, four times a week, that would drive you insane, wouldn't it? You you couldn't live like that. No. <laughs> they be happy, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, this is a good one. Uh, cardio, cardio, then weights, or weights, then cardio? Should we, on three, both say what we would do first? Yes. So on three, weights or cardio first? You ready? On three, one, two, three. Weights, then cardio. Yeah, weights, then cardio. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Every time. You want to train, you, you want to get your weight training in when your muscles are full of glycogen, full of energy. You don't want to burn that energy <clears throat> doing cardio and then go into the weight room. Yeah, fully. When you're strongest dedicate your energy there stuff that's going to have the biggest impact 100 
Any difference other than performance level, maybe in terms of day or night training? It's just got to fit into your routine when you can actually manage sticking to it. I think personally, I always used to train later and I train, I was, I was better. I did train better in the evenings, but that doesn't fit my life. So I, I train mid morning now. I think there was a study which was, was it men's peak hormonal performance? It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Most people peak work. Hormonal performance. <laughs> yeah, I think our hormones are in the best place for, for to train as a man at three in the afternoon. Don't know what the study was. It was a study I read. What are you going to do? Say to your boss, oh, sorry, can I just uh, can I just nip out at half two and I'll be back at half four? <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work in gym. So it's, it's just whatever time you can fit into your day, I think. Yeah, hormones play a big level in, in, in whether you're going to have a, have a good workout or not. Obviously, like cortisol is higher in the morning than it is in the evening. It, it comes down to what time of day can you work out, what time of day can you train. Um, if, if you don't get on training early in the morning because you need uh, more, more food in the system, <laughs> I, find it, I find it hard to train early because I'm not hydrated first thing in the morning tend to limit fluid in the evening so in the morning i'm always dehydrated um so to me training when i'm not hydrated first thing in the morning doesn't work for me i'd rather train sort of later on in the day um but what works for you what fits in your lifestyle i think that's that's the key answer there yeah i think you probably want for, for optimal muscle building you, you probably want at least one or two meals inside you and i would say your joints and everything's probably warmed up more if you train later yeah. that wouldn't work for me and my skin 100 so. Yeah. 100%. Sushi. Sushi. Healthy or not, given it is high in salt. Yeah, fine. Part of a balanced diet. No problem. I would say, again, if you've got like maybe problems with your blood pressure, you might want to monitor your salt intake. But all food has salt in it. Um, I, j I just think you've got to be mindful if you've grown it. But, but as long as it's part of a balanced diet, yeah, go for it. No problem. Yeah, I think we do need to be mindful there to suggest that if there is a sort of sodium sensitivity hypertension issue, then be mindful of your sodium intake. However, if you are eating a diet full of um, non-processed sort of micronutrient-dense foods, then you're not you're not you're not consuming a ton of sodium. Um, Sushi so is something that can be enjoyed as part of a as, as part of a healthy, varied, balanced diet, but. The, the more concerning thing for me is when you have sushi, how easy it is just to put a lot of it down. Like you can just eat and eat and eat. I just find it yeah, just too easy. Very calorific. So just be mindful of how much you're having and how often you're having it. Yeah. These sauces, the rice, it's just so easy to put sushi rice down. You could just, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, often tried to dedicate time to stretch can't do it one offs or a few times a week better just incorporate it into your routine so five to ten minutes of mobility and dynamic stretches before you go in which is i'd also do a bit of foam rolling if you're going to foam roll i definitely find i get better mobility um, especially when i'm squatting if i've foam rolled my legs before i go in so yeah i, I do dynamic stretches before and then at the end of each session just 30 to 60 seconds on each muscle group that you've used take a couple of minutes at the end. So try and incorporate it into every training session that you do. And I think that is probably a better way than you know, just two or three random sessions through the week. Yeah. The, the key point I'd like to make there, 
Uh, I'm going to find a new way of saying that. The key point I'd like to make, I feel like a dick saying that. Um, the the drive home message for me there is if you see so change it if if you want to get better at something you want to improve something don't spend five minutes on it twice a week you know do it every day it doesn't have to be hours a day but um, yeah if if you can do some something little and often consistently you're, you're going to see a change with it um, the same person that's asked that has asked the next question should I include balls and such or denada um, balls peanuts uh, foam rollers, that sort of stuff. You, you you like all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't do it. I mean, this is this is the thing. Like, <laughs> I tell everyone to stretch. I do my dynamic stretch at the beginning, and I will foam roll before I squat. So I only do it once. I only foam roll once a week, but I do feel good for it. And I do feel like I get more mobility. Yeah. See, that's the interesting one. That you 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 won't find many studies to suggest that foam rolling and soft tissue work like that is is good. For, is is beneficial you won't find someone that foam rolls and doesn't feel better for it though yeah i i, I foam roll with probably uh, probably three quarters of my clients before before sessions um and they just feel good for doing it so why wouldn't we do it yeah i, I would also say the it band which is a muscle which runs from your your hip kind of down the side of your leg coming down towards your knee is very very hard to stretch without a foam roller um Certainly, any time I've been to physios, I've had, I've had four knee ops, so I'm, I'm a bit of an expert in knees. Any physio I go to, the first thing they do is massage the IT band and tell me to foam roll it. So, again, for, for, for people with knee issues, I think foam rolling and it is a good idea, and I think it also helps me when I squat to get into a lower position. Yeah, I've always been encouraged to focus, um, instead of looking at the IT band, looking at the TFL, which is up high in the hip, which affects the IT band. Um, so it's, it's one thing if everyone's struggling with that, have a look at uh, your TFL and get that foam roller. It's in like that, that coin pocket, as if you were using, if you as if you were wearing a tight pair of jeans. Um, just yeah, just my take on that as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Good input. People feel good for doing this, so won't we do it? Yeah, do it. Next question: Fasting is it good for anything? What? What intermittent fasting as part of a? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but... um, yeah, yeah, fasting. It basically says fasting brackets fairly popular right now. Any good for anything? Question mark. Cool. You go first. I like fasting. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, if anything, it's gonna it's gonna narrow your your eating window. So hopefully, when you do eat, you're gonna be eating, making better better quality food choices, um, and and you're gonna find it hard to consume, over consume. Yeah, I agree. I think. The only thing that differs for me is weight loss and trying to build muscle. So if I'm trying to build muscle, I would rather spread my meals throughout the day because I want to make sure that my, my body is in a optimal position where I'm not going to catabolize any muscle by going a long time without eating. Um, however, my approach to dieting, like calorie intake, we say create a calorie deficit. That calorie deficit for me, I want to create over the week. Okay. So it's not a day-to-day thing. Some days I eat more than other days. Um, depending on whether I'm training, resting maybe. Um, so really, all that matters to me is is the total number of calories consumed. It doesn't matter what time I eat them. So for me, I, I naturally just, I'm not hungry in the mornings. I can easily go to 12 o'clock. Oh, we're done. Turn it off. Are we done? Yeah, let's leave it. I've got, <laughs> still got a lot of questions here. Um, 
finishing that one. So yeah, I, I can easily get to 11 or 12 o'clock without feeling hungry. So I have my first meal around about then. And ten, I don't tend to eat after eight o'clock at night. So I'm not giving myself an intermittent fasting window. Like must be strict between this time. Just naturally it kind of happens. And I find I do lose weight a lot easier when I do it. So yeah, I'm a big, big fan of it if it works for you. Yeah, I feel good for, for fasting. And a lot of people, when I sort of suggest, I'm never going to tell someone how they should eat when I suggest different strategies and I, I push breakfast back as late as I can. I just don't, I don't feel like eating in the morning. Um, to me, coffee, green tea, some magnesium, it's all I really need up until sort of lunchtime. Um, I feel good for doing that. And people who try it, some some enjoy it. Fasting is not for everyone, though. Fasting is not for everyone. Again, the take-home message, try it. If it works for you, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I've got, I've got one more question here. Write up your street before we, before we sign off. Doms, train through it or pussy out? Train through it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say train through it myself. Yeah, it's a very good question. We, I think we probably slightly differ on this because of um, because of the the training splits. So because I'm more of a, a body split person, and you're more of a full body, I would always try and train without DOMS. Obviously, leave seventy two hour window if you can between muscle groups. Still a bit of soreness. Yeah, train through it. That's fine. Warm it up. Do do your dynamic stretches and then go in. Um, you're probably slightly different again because of the the full body stuff. So. Yeah, from my perspective, we're training with such frequency and, and volume is is down on the, on like a day to day basis. Doms isn't something I tend to have a huge issue with, as far as we 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 don't tend to chase doms and, and muscle soreness as like as like the barometer of a good workout, um, which is weird because I don't find anything more enjoyable than waking up and realizing you trained your legs the day before, um, but. Uh, but yeah, that certainly in my opinion, if you are sore from, say, some uh, some, some single leg deadlifts or some hamstring slide curls, then do some. <laughs> that's gonna. <laughs> that's certainly not gonna harm. Yeah, people need to to get it moving. Yeah, stretch it out, foam roll it. Let's, let's get it moving. Very good thing you said then was I don't chase doms. So for me, successful training is when you don't have DOMS after training, <laughs> you've trained your muscles to deal with that amount of volume and they, they recover from it. Um, I think I think there's too much of a thing about you can only build muscle if you have DOMS after. It's not true. When you set someone a training plan, they're going to have DOMS for the first couple of weeks. But after those first couple of weeks, the DOMS eases off. You probably aren't going to create the same, um, same, same amount of pain after that. And you'll probably stick on that program as long as it's working. So it's not about chasing DOMS. I think um, bodybuilders especially like DOMS. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 when, you're, when you're doing more powerlifting and, and sort of strongman stuff, you probably don't like DOMS because it gets in the way. Um, but you shouldn't be really suffering badly with DOMS after every session. But what happens is after a period of time, once your program kind of plateaus a little bit, your body stops kind of making the adjustments, it will change a few exercises around, Probably going to have some DOMS after that, but your body will again get used to it, adapt, and then move on. So what I would say is as long as you can still create progressive overload, that's the key. Like the, the key isn't how sore you can get, it's whether you can recover enough to create progressive overload. And where you're coming from, I think, is with a full body, 
the lower volume means you can still progress because you're not dying <laughs> through the week. And with me, I just leave a little bit more time in between to recover and, and progress on. But DOMS is something that you can generally kind of, you can train through it, but you don't want to train if you're absolutely dying. That is your muscle still recovering. Hmm. It's, uh, I think there goes a misconception there about trainers and you, you're hearing two trainers here both agreeing that we're not looking to cause our clients pain that's yeah. not what we're chasing that's not what we're after it's good though because this is like two different trainers with two different approaches pretty much saying the same thing how we how we train our clients is different <laughs> but well not necessarily I'm, 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 I'm generalizing we both have a client training three days a week I would imagine our, our programming is very similar yeah, I would say, I would say so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just I don't want to confuse you by me and Ben doing different things. Both work and both are very very good. It's just yeah, we we because of the style of training, the DOMS and creative will be different. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think if we were to look at our program from like an overview, seeing the the forest instead of looking at the tree, I think over longer term they would be incredibly similar. I think I think they really would be very very similar as as when it comes to the intensities, the volumes, uh, and and how we progress stuff. But anyway, that's uh, that's probably a topic for another day. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that was a good one, mate. Should we leave that one there? Right. Yeah, you don't want any more questions. There's really some really stupid ones if you do. Uh, no. <laughs> <sighs> don't blame you. Well, yeah, a lot of questions though. Thank you very much to everyone who did ask a question. It was like three hours ago now. So if anyone does answer any more questions, unfortunately, it's not getting asked. Um, you're off on holiday now, aren't you? Yes, mate. Off to sunny Tenerife, hoping for about 55 degrees every day and doing absolutely nothing. No, we have a kid, so it'll be a very different holiday, but it's just nice to get away. <laughs> it's needed after three oh, years mate. of being around oh. there. Well, I hope you have a good time. It's just going to be your last one, isn't it, for a while before Faye's back at work. Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah. Face out her new job in mid-Feb, so sneak, sneaking a week in before she starts. Yes. How's she enjoying gardening leave? she enjoying it? Yeah, mate, she's done nothing. Still looks exactly the same out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, actually, to be honest, it's what we were saying at Christmas. Like, I think she's just itching to get back and do something. Like, life is pretty boring when you're sitting around waiting, right? Wouldn't know, I'm too busy. <laughs> cool. Right, let's leave that one there, mate. So, yeah, mate. Catch up with you on the back. Good chat. And you, mate. Thanks for the questions. Peace.